0: Hi, everybody. This is Julisa. Thank you so much for being here. And if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for listening in the podcast. It is the last, is yeah, it is June 30th, 2023. Um, so I'm here to, to tell you about something that happened back in April, but just you know, this week it was brought to the surface and it was making news, but I do got to say, if you have a sensitive stomach, you know, um, or if you're eating or something, I will suggest you stop this video, stop listening, because what I'm going to speak about could be, you know, it can make your stomach your stomach, uh, crumble and like you get nausea or something, right? So um, I'm giving you the advice before I begin, but, you know, I think one thing that we can all agree on upon is that we are definitely living in the last days and we see it everywhere right it's everywhere how we see bible prophecy coming to light and what i'm going to speak to you about today is that in the bible it says in the last days the love of many will go will grow cold and you can see what I'm going to speak to you about is that when you, you know, I don't have any kids, I've never been married, so I can only imagine having to leave your kids at a school, at a daycare or something. You expect, I mean, you're paying your money, right? Um, you, You wake up in the morning, you have your kids with you, you make them breakfast, and you have all the best intention that when you come back from work, you know, that your kids are going to be, safe and nothing's gonna happen to them. Um, and, and then you like throughout your work day, you're thinking about your kids, you're making sure they're all good and all of that. And for this to happen is such a shameful thing. So sad in society, that something like this could actually happen. Besides all the crazy stuff that goes on, to see people in authority over your children, force them to do something like this. is quite disappointing. It's just another science of the end times, okay? So right now I'm gonna speak to you about something, an incident that happened in Indiana, and I'm reading this article and this happened like I said, in late April of this year, a teacher forces special needs student to eat his bame. Like, what? And I come here before and I spoke to you about how a lot of people in authority, and you see it everywhere, people in authority, a lot of them, and when I say authority, I mean like people who are supervisors, managers, and things like that. Unfortunately, there is a pattern that I have seen that, and probably a lot of people can agree with this, is that a lot of people in authority, they're actually bullies, right? They're micromanagers, they don't trust their staff. They have to be shaking up on you all the time. And when they, when, you, know, you could be doing something not as expected in your workplace, instead of calling it out, they turn to bullies and they, they talk about your appearance and things like that. And it's so unfortunate that these people get the pass to go and hold these positions and, you know, have charge over people. And that happens in a workplace. And if you don't like how you're being treated, what do you do, you go and, and, you know, you go and get another job, right? But when you, you have a special needs child, I mean any child but a special needs child who perhaps have issues communicating or saying hey mommy this happened to me at school hey mommy I don't like how my teacher talked to me today when you have a special needs child who is being forced to eat their own vomit that is so sad like what has society come to who gave this teacher a license to be around kids who said Who said it was okay for her to be over in charge of a classroom? The thing is, and I go back to that, is that a lot of people, you know, they use flattery to get their jobs, right? Not a lot of stuff, not a lot of people are being investigated before they're handed handed these big positions are corporations. and It doesn't have to be just one school, right? Like it could be a nursing home, right? And I have to make a parenthesis here because my mom was at a nursing home a couple years ago. I'm going to say, I'm going to advise everybody who has a parent, okay, in a nursing home, I'm going to advise to you, check on your people, okay? If you cannot go there every day or maybe go there maybe every other day, get friends and family to volunteer to turn, like one person goes one night for dinner, then another person can go the other night, check for behaviors, check the staff, speak to the staff at nursing homes. Because if this is happening in a school where people are being given the trust to take care of special needs students, and they're being—they're forcing them to either own me because perhaps and I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. But perhaps this child, you know, was not behaving or something. Imagine what happens in a nursing home when you have people, patients who are dealing with terminal illness—they don't remember stuff, right? Like I can—we can go on forever. Like a lot of people, to be honest, they don't speak about nursing homes enough, right? When my mom was in a nursing home, it was a constant. Prayer that I had, not that I didn't trust that God will take care of her because before she is my mom, she is a child of God and God takes care of his children. All I'm saying is that I was constantly just praying about her, making sure that you know, praying that she has the, the right staff caring for her, even though we I will alternate with my sister and we will be there every single day at night for dinner time. Sometimes if we have time off, we'll get there early in the morning and we will check for any changes. You know, we was we knew the staff by name, they knew who we were, they knew we were there. And we were checking any changes in behavior, any changes in attitudes from my mom, anything because that's how you communicate. Like that's how you, you know, like, a. The person who knows you the most is your family, the people who you've been around for your entire life. So if they see something off with you, with you, they're gonna know immediately, right? It's gonna be like, what's, what's going on today? This is not normal. So let me read to you this article, okay? A teacher who forces special needs student to eat his own vomit has her license revoked, okay? One of the two licensed teachers police say that were involved in forcing a seven-year-old special needs student in Brownsburg to eat his bame has voluntarily revoked her Indiana teaching license. Sarah Seymour, listen to this, a 27-year-old former life-skilled teacher at Brown Elementary in Hendricks County was previously terminated at Brownsburg Community School Corporation meeting in May. Seymour and four other educators were working at Brownsburg Elementary School Um, And they were charged in April. After investigators say they told a seven-year-old student to eat his bami and failed to report the incident. Okay, so this is another level because it's not just one teacher who is a bully who has some issues growing up. I always say when you don't fit behaviors in child in your child when you see them growing up and they have bully tendencies. And you know, like I've been around kids all my life, even though I I don't have my own kids, but you see bully tendencies on your own children is the, you know, everybody's celebrating somebody's birthday and they come and throw the food away, right? Or they somebody's eating their cake and they come and drop it on the floor just for, for fun, right? And people are like, well, you know, that's what kids do. No, behavior like, like that needs to be fixed when they are younger because what happens is that they grow up and become adult bullies. They have this thing from their childhood that they've been, you know, Bringing with them the entire life, and then they go to school, they go through the system, and then they get a job, and they do crazy stuff. Okay, and you, you have if you have the opportunity to see, you have to be an alert parent and to you know to see how they behave with other people, with other children. Are, are they the ones pulling girls' hair? Are they the ones, you know, um, just pushing them away or like grabbing the ball and hitting people in their faces. It's not normal behavior. So if you don't address it when they're younger, they're gonna grow up and have this type of issues, okay? Um. So I always say and I, when a problem is not addressed when they are children it becomes an adult problem and you think oh no you know it was they say you know this guy was terrible when he was younger he was a terrible three-year-old he was terrible but you know eventually everything comes to the surface okay so the sad thing about this incident is that a seven-year-old was forced to eat his own Bame at a school here in, in the u.s by a teacher surrounded by four, four other educators who didn't do anything about it. I don't even know what to say about that. Like, it, it wasn't just like a, a child at, at a regular school, it was a, a, a special needs school. So this is why I'm, I'm thinking about nursing homes. You have to check on your people. If you have a family member in a nursing home, be present and get yourself known to the staff, okay? you. If you cannot make it every day, you can call. Let them know that you are aware, like this is not somebody that you just left at a nursing home and went on with your life. Be present because crazy stuff happens, okay? And when you have a, a, a person who cannot communicate who can who can forget stuff it's not their fault that they're sick it's not it's not their fault that they are in this situation and you are their advocate you have to advocate for your people you have to be present you have to make yourself known to the staff so let me continue to read to you guys all five educator listed by Hendricks County prosecutors in the criminal case stemming from the incident have since resigned or been terminated by the school corporation. However, only two of the people charged cr- criminally were licensed teachers in Indiana. So they are there were five people involved in this ordeal. Like, wow, man. El Don mi be the parent, oh my goodness. That's, a, man. Some people will need like the the family of that child I pray for their for them to have forgiveness and have patience because I'm sure what they went through is is crazy. Okay, it says here um all five educators listed by the Hendricks County prosecutors in the criminal case stemming from the incident have seen resigned or been terminated by the school corporation. However, only two of the people charged criminally were licensed teachers in Indiana, Seymour and Julie Taylor. While Seymour is one of the, the ones who police say told the seven-year-old life skills students that he will have to eat whatever he threw up. Like, like seriously, you're you're not only like, why is the child throwing up? Why can you say as a human functioning adult, as a, as a functioning normal adult, you are a teacher and you're feeding somebody and they keep throwing up like, they're not doing it to bother you. Maybe they're sick, maybe they don't like the food. And not only are you forcing food on them, somebody that you you were trusted to take care of them, you're saying whatever you keep you throw up now, you're gonna eat it? Like, what do people go when they leave their, like, do people have like mental, like, what is happening? I don't even know how to, how can something like that come out of a teacher's mouth and say that to a student? Like, what is going on? What is the motivation behind that? And, I, and I, like I started saying, the devil, you know, we are in the last days, and I know the devil is trying, roaming around, seeking who he can devour. It's just, it's so hard to like, see that this actually went down. And it, she said, Taylor is one of the investigators that said, gave the child a tray to, to throw up on and eat off from. So she basically gave the child, here's your tray. Whatever you throw on this tray, you're going to eat it. Okay, and now the Indiana Department of Education has confirmed that Seymour has voluntarily revoked her state teaching license, but that Taylor has not. Okay, so she—they all have to go. If you're a witness, even if you're a witness to something like that, and you don't have the the human decency to say, you know. I can't believe what I just saw. And I don't feel comfortable telling them to, perhaps to stop, you know, people have different ways to react to something like this, but I'm going to put a complaint with the principal. I'm going to raise the alarm. I'm going to say something. And they all have to go. They're not, they should never be allowed children anymore. They need to go back to therapy and bring out whatever childhood trauma they have and heal from them eventually there should not be around children okay it says here while Seymour is no longer has a teaching license in the state um they confirm that Taylor still does however officials are in the process of getting her three book good they all everybody who was there every adult that was there who noticed what was going on, every adult that was involved in this should have, should not be allowed children anymore. And I'm going to say that again, okay? And it's just so sad that a child went through something like this. I am, too, I am thankful that they are, let me, I have a photo. So if you're listening in the podcast, I suggest you You know, go here, come here on YouTube and see it. Look at this face. This is... I wonder who this one is. You're going to force a seven-year-old to eat his own vomit and say... She has the attitude. This one here. She has that face like, whatever you throw up, you're going to eat. And I'm not going to repeat myself. Like, I can hear her say that. I can see her say that. It's so crazy. Because... (laughs) I hope this is because this is how how life is, right? Life has an interesting way of teaching us lessons and by repeating itself, right? And then you're like, why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? And, you know, you get this remembrance. I go, yeah, I I was a horrible teacher. I hope this never happens to her or her children or anybody that she knows. But there's a consequence for everything you do in life, right? So she, like I said, she shouldn't be around children anymore. Shouldn't be around children anymore. None of them, everybody was involved. They're saying five people, five teachers should never be around them, okay? So let me give you their names. Uh, Police identified the staff member charged with neglect as teacher Sarah Seymour. That's the one I showed you in the photo. 27 years old. Instructional aid Deborah Kniep, sixty three she's sixty three years the staffer shard with failure to report were identified as teacher Julie Taylor 48 instructional a Kristen Mitchell, 38 and behavioral technician Megan King. So um these are not like I said I think when you are s- you are your desire is to teach special needs children you will think that you go to an additional type of education like there's more things that you need to learn you know how to communicate how to communicate with them and all of that Uh, when i was teaching in church years ago i used to be a, a spanish children's minister um I have my own class in Spanish and there were so many kids, like 40 kids, right? And I remember one of them was um autistic, right? And I never had any teaching, like, you know, they uh, they were just there for Sunday class and I was the teacher. I never had any additional training for to be to deal with children with special needs, but my mom has been a babysitter for a long time, since we came to this country. So I always been around kids and I, I'm very passive, very calm. And I know that's the thing with people, they say they cannot separate the disease from the person. A paci- a person, a patient who has dementia is not hitting you because they don't like you. They're hitting you because of the dementia. They're, they're, they're asking you 20 questions, the same 20 questions, not because that's how they are, it's because of the disease they're dealing with. So I remember many, many times this child that I was in my, he was in my class, I had like a special session with him near me um, so I can keep an eye on him. And I I remember buying puzzles for him because he enjoyed that and like coloring things while I was teaching, I was checking what he was doing, but you know, randomly he would just come up to me and he would be like, you know, getting my attention. He would say, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Or, you know, one time he just got up and started like screaming or something. Like you have a special compassion for them, right? You have, it's almost like you change immediately because this is somebody who special needs. So they're gonna, they're not screaming just to disturb the class. That's what they have, okay? So you're telling me that in 2023, five educators, you know, they're saying a special aid and what is it? Behavioral technician, Megan King, 24 years old, probably right out of college. They didn't think that was abnormal to see somebody say to a special needs child, you're gonna eat your vomit and actually make them eat their own vomit. Like what? It's just not, normal human behavior. Because when I first started telling you about this story, I actually thought it was just one person involved. But when you have five other educators, that is the saddest thing ever. Check on your kids, okay? Check on your kids. If you have family members in nursing homes, check on them, check for behavior and listen okay because a lot of the times we don't want to hear like you know I've seen people when when they don't want to they want you to say when did you they ask you how's everything they want you to say everything's fine and dandy because they feel like when you tell them oh I actually have a problem they're supposed to be the superhero and fix it and you're like I'm just trying to tell you what I'm going through I don't need anything from you I just want you to listen okay and that's another thing that we should be doing we should be giving people the chance to actually reply when you say hey how's everything and not just like some people don't even wait for you to answer that they say how they're good okay you're doing good right okay good to see you and then um i think that these days it's almost like when somebody has a need people are so quick to to feel like man They feel like they have to fix it in the moment. A lot of the times, people just want you to pray for them. They don't want you to run and put your life on hold and fix their problem. They just, hey, you know, I'm dealing with this issue right now, super issue right now. Can you just pray for me, right? And we need to go back to that, and it's okay to ask people for prayer. So it's just, you know, it's society these days. So... This incident, like I said, happened in April 12th, and they, um I'm glad, you know, the one thing I say, you know, this could have been kept under the rug, and maybe this child doesn't have the, the speaking capacity to tell their parents what went on, but how they came about to find out this actually happened, I think um they're not going to probably disclose that, right, just to to keep it safe, I guess you can say, but I am thankful for that the school and the police and the, and the investigators are on it and they're holding people accountable for something f- like this to have happened. okay? So thank you so much everybody for coming here, listening to the podcast and watching this video. Let me know what you think about this okay and if you have a family member in a nursing home please share any experiences that you might have or something that you should you suggest somebody who has a parent in a nursing home or a special needs um, child uh, at a school should be looking out for you know to kind of like help each other out for advice thank you so much everyone for being here have a good day god bless